Which is greater, the manifestation of spiritual gifts or the fruit of the Spirit? Let's talk about it. It's all about staying fed, and nothing satisfies the soul like God's Word. The Bible says that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. So tune in for a fresh topic right now on Christian Snacks. Welcome back. For those of you who have been listening to and sharing the podcast, thank you. I have a lot of topics built up in my journal, and I've been working on getting more programs up and out. So again, thank you for doing that. This is our first time checking in for the month of June, and I look back at June. This is my birthday month, so always a good month, and uh, historically, it's been a good month, and I've been helping out a buddy of mine. He, he travels for work, and his son is at the age where he's essentially old enough to pretty much be by himself throughout the day, but at nighttime, it's good for me to be available and help out. So I did that earlier this month, and I was working on a website for a friend of mine, and that took a lot more time than I anticipated for it to take. So again, thank you for listening and sharing the podcast, and I'm glad to be back. Today I want to talk about why we need to view the gifts of the Spirit and differentiate them separately view them separately from the fruit of the Spirit. We're going to be doing that by reviewing a movie that was recommended to me by Netflix to help us recognize the difference between the gifts versus the fruit of the Spirit and how that impacts our Christian walk. Recently, my wife and I decided to watch a movie on Netflix. So, as per usual, after starting it up and letting the service idle for a while, while my wife and I were getting things tidied up around the apartment, I see Netflix do what it always does, and it started flipping through screenshots of recommendations on what to watch, and you know, the brief three bullet point summary that's off to the side, and one screenshot in particular, titled The Healer, caught my attention, and it caught my attention enough to pique my interest to watch it. And overall, it's not a terrible movie, but rest assured, it was very far from a Christian movie. Now, I say that, I'm sure you could tell based on the title, The Healer, that there was a spiritual framework and a spiritual reference, and it was definitely aiming to be a Christian-based movie, and Again, wasn't a terrible movie, but I can still say that my wife and I proceeded to waste two hours of our evening watching that. The silver lining of me watching this movie and sharing it with you is, first of all, you don't have to watch it unless you really want to. And second of all, we get to talk about the difference between spiritual gifts and the fruit of the Spirit, because they are different. All right, so Rotten Tomatoes in their summary, which is a pretty decent summary of this movie without giving away too many spoilers, so just be aware, says The Healer is a story about a gambling, womanizing, bankrupt electrical repairman named Alex Bailey. Alex Bailey was traumatized by the death of his twin brother. His distant uncle, 
offers to absolve his debts under the condition that Alex agrees to live with him in Halifax, Nova Scotia. With no alternatives, Alec accepts and embarks on a life-changing journey, and his uncle reveals that he comes from a longtime family of healers, with the gift of being able to heal all those who are diseased. Trying to understand this gift and the new reality that it offers Alex, he meets Cecilia, a beauty and local veterinarian, and along the way he meets a teenage girl named Abigail with terminal cancer who unexpectedly shows him the way. And then Brian Costello from Common Sense Media adds, The faith-based aspect of the movie seems to be more about faith in oneself than, rather than any particular religion. All right, so the movie basically takes a less-than-average guy who, who is not a good guy even by today's societal standards of good, and that's saying a lot because that has dipped tremendously in the past decade if you ask the majority of society. And this, this guy who isn't a good guy, he inherits a gift. And this gift is based on his familial lineage, and it's to heal people. And this gift is supposed to be from God. That's the premise of the movie. And again, spoilers, he doesn't even have to put any effort in. He doesn't even know he's healing these folks. He actually just stands next to them and all of a sudden they wind up healed. He, he does nothing. So, however, for him to access, in order for Alec to access this gift, he needs to go to a certain town, that's Halifax, in a specific location, Nova Scotia, at a very specific time of his life, or he can't get the gift. And so what he needs to do at this particular city, at this particular time, is he needs to accept or reject the gift. At first, he rejects the gift. Then he meets a young girl, again, Abigail, who has the terminal cancer, and she has a very positive perspective, a sunny disposition on life, even though it's terminal. And it makes Alex want the gift back. He wants to be a healer again. So in order to get his gift back, he enters a church and yells at God, basically yells at God while throwing a temper tantrum, followed by walking out of the church. Now in the end, the very end of the movie, Alex receives his gift back and is reinstated as a healer in the family. Now as I mentioned, this entire setup is far from a Christian perspective because as Christians, we do not throw temper tantrums and expect God to absolve us of our problems or, you know, give us what we want. I mean, as Christians, we understand from a very f young age and as a very fundamental aspect of, you know, Christendom is we don't look at God as a cosmic vending machine where we insert our prayer and then select our miracle and then just anticipate it will happen on our timeline. Uh, but nonetheless, let's just point out, it's not a Christian perspective, but it is true that healing is one of the gifts of the Spirit. And it raises, this movie raises the question, what should be more sought after, the gifts of the Spirit or the fruit of the Spirit. And they're different. First, from, first, both are biblical. 
But how does giftings work? Well, Paul in Romans chapter 12, verses 5 through 6 says, In the same way we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another, according to the grace given us, we have different gifts. Here Paul is saying that we have different gifts. And we find the charismatic gifts, as they're often called, which are not the only gifts, uh, listed in 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10. A manifestation of the Spirit is given to each person to produce what is beneficial. To one is given a message of wisdom through the Spirit, to another a message of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the perform, performing of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discernment between spirits, to another different kinds of languages, to another interpretation of languages. Languages can also mean tongues, so the different kinds of tongues and then the interpretation of tongues, just so you know. Verse 11 goes on to conclude, but one in the same spirit is active in giving all these, distributing to each one as he wills. In other words, the Holy Spirit distributes these gifts just as he wishes. There is not a rhyme or a reason that we can differentiate between how come one member of the body of Christ has a particular gift versus another. And this has been a hot topic of debate. The debate of continuationism versus cessationism, cessationism goes beyond the scope of what we're talking about today. But that is something very much so worth chewing on as well. So, back to the point here. Paul first lists the gifts and then explains who distributes them, which is the Holy Spirit. And second, we need to ask for Paul to tell us why. Why does the Holy Spirit distribute charismatic gifts? There is an exact reason as to why, and it's written in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 12 through 13. It says, for the training of the saints in the work of ministry to build up the body of Christ until we reach till we all reach unity in the faith. So the reason why the Holy Spirit distributes the gifts is for us to reach unity in the faith. The fruit of the Spirit differs from these charismatic gifts in a very specific way. The Spirit produces fruit in every believer's life, equal to their willingness to follow the Spirit. Let me say that again. The Spirit produces fruit in every believer's life, equal to their willingness to follow the Spirit. Galatians 5.22-23 is where we find the list for the fruit of the Spirit, and it reads, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Picking it up in verse 25, if we live by the Spirit, we must also follow the Spirit. The bottom line is that while both the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit are empowered by the Holy Spirit of God, 
They both serve a unique and separate purpose. While movies like The Healer portray charismatic gifts like a superpower to be wielded, the actual purpose is to build up the church. The fruits of the Spirit, on the other hand, represent the hallmark of a believer's changed heart and life. A gambler drops the habit. A thief returns ill-gotten gain. A prideful person turns humble. An adult child becomes an adult. A porn addict can no longer see the images without seeing the soul of the person in those images. Changed lives carry the good news of Jesus Christ to a withering world. The fruit of the Spirit represents a changed life. Every Christian is allowed to have a changed life. One can have a gift from God and never use it. And if you didn't know, that's what the parable of the talents is all about. The one who buried the single talent, that was equivalent to an individual who literally buried their capacity to uh, serve the Lord. And then upon the day of judgment... They were asked, why didn't you use the gifts that I gave you? And they said, well, I was afraid to. And I think a lot of us are afraid to use the gifts God gives us in the flesh. But we need to remember that when Jesus spoke to Nicodemus in John chapter 2, verse 6, he said, flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. In the flesh, we are not strong enough, I don't think, to truly represent the majesty of Jesus Christ, which is why we plug into and talk about so frequently on this podcast, Christian Snacks, the whole emphasis is about being fed. Because when you're fed by the Holy Spirit, you can do things beyond the natural, i.e. from the supernatural. But every Christian who demonstrates the fruit of the Spirit does show a life that is actively changed, changing and changed by God Almighty. We call this process sanctification in Christianity. So there's two Asians that we talk about a lot. Justification, which says, just as if I never sinned. So, right? That's justification. It's two credits to our account. It takes us from negative to zero, and then from zero throughout eternity. So we get a double credit. We're going to heaven not because we made it to zero, but because we can never outspend the grace of Jesus Christ. Justification. The next one is sanctification, which is the process of becoming saint-like, the process of becoming like Jesus. Scripture says that those who practice the fruit of the Spirit don't have to worry about anything. In other words, there, there is no law against it. As long as they're pursuing the fruit of the Spirit, they are walking in alignment with the Lord. And that's why we emphasize these, these fruit of the Spirits um, heavily, especially to younger Christians, which, you know, again, Spirit... Through the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Each one of those aspects reflects directly into our daily lives. You know, we, we all have peace and patience until somebody cuts us off on the road. 
then not only do we lose peace and patience, <laughs> easy for me to say, peace and patience, <laughs> but we pretty easily lose kindness and goodness. And uh, then we're hanging on to faithfulness, right? So we need to practice the fruit of the Spirit because it, it demonstrates uh, a changing life. A changing life. Sanctification doesn't say we will become, become Christ. We become like Christ in our reflection and our behavior. And the fruit of the Spirit demonstrates that. And that's what they mean too. Uh, that's what the scripture means too by saying they don't have to worry about anything. Or, or that's what I mean, I should say, when I say don't worry about anything. Anyways, all believers, every believer is allowed to practice and pursue the fruit of the Holy Spirit and bring glory to the Lord. So which is better, the fruit of the Spirit or the gifts of the Spirit? I would say all of us as Christians need to pursue the fruit of the Spirit every day. And that change in our life is what's going to speak most loudly to a hurting, withering world that we encounter every day. You go ahead and chew that over. Thank you for listening. We hope this episode of Christian Snacks has encouraged you to walk in the faith and get into the Word. We want to remind you to attend church service this Sunday. And if you're in the Menor, Ohio area, we'd like to invite you to attend Lakeshore Assembly of God. Find out more by visiting us at lakeshoreassemblyofgod.com.